Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. And I'm recording on the fly today. And I'm not really sure if this is going to be a full-length episode, a mutual aid episode. Not really sure where this episode is going in length. So I just decided to jump on, record it. It is post-Memorial Day weekend. I hope everybody had a uh, a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. I know I did. The, the weather in the Northeast was finally beautiful, and we got just tons of work done and uh, things done around the house. And of course, uh, got out on a few uh, fire calls. So uh, all in all, it was a it was a good weekend. So want to jump in today and talk a little bit about leadership, uh, being a mentor, work ethic, um, and just people that you may emulate on your journey as a firefighter or a, a volunteer fire service leader. So I'll tell you what sparked me to discuss this today. Um, I just came off of watching The Last Dance. Those of you that uh, have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, The Last Dance is a 10-part miniseries um, surrounding Michael Jordan um, and the Chicago Bulls dynasty of the 1990s. So for me, this series was amazing. Because in the 90s, I was a huge, huge uh, Michael Jordan and Chicago Bulls fan. And um, reliving those moments, watching those games, seeing those highlights, uh, for me, it was like taking a step back in time. And now, let me remind you, in the early 90s, okay, when that dynasty first started... Um, I was also a rookie firefighter, so I started my fire service journey in 1990. Yes, I know I'm dating myself. So, where am I going with with this whole Last Dance Jordan reference? Okay, back then, you know, when I was in my early 20s, watching Michael Jordan play and watching the um, you know all the hype surrounding him and the news coverage. Um, that was on him constantly, you know, everybody, you just thought this guy was a phenom, right? Just naturally gifted, um, amazing athlete. When he touched the ball, he could basically do whatever the hell he wanted. And, you know, you didn't, you didn't know the backstory unless you did some digging on your own, unless you, you know, found, um, some, uh, autobiographies and things out there to read regarding uh, Michael Jordan, you, you really wouldn't know anything else. And, and I didn't do that, right? I, I enjoyed the sport. I enjoyed the games. Um, at the time, one of the big rivalries was the New York Knicks. My dad and my brother were Knicks fans. I was a Bulls fan. That made for some fun time on the couch in the living room um, during that era. But, um, you know, I really didn't know much about Michael Jordan's background. So this last dance really dives into him as a person, his teammates surrounding him as people, you know, and the dynasty. And one thing that I learned was that, sure, he was a, a, a gifted athlete, but his mindset, his dedication 
to being better at anything he did, not just basketball, right? Anything he did, it, whether it was basketball, when he retired briefly and played, um, uh, played baseball for a while. You know, at one point they're interviewing the coaches. He was playing double A baseball. And they said, had he stayed in the league longer, there's no doubt in their mind that he would have made it to the major leagues. So, you know, everything this guy um, set his mind to, he was extremely, extremely goal-driven and, you know, win at any cost. And he would take little things in his life to, to motivate him. And one of the things that sticks out is uh, in, in one of the later games after he came back from retirement, he came back as number 45, and I think they were playing uh, the Orlando Magic. And one of his old teammates, because they lost in the final seconds of this game, one of his teammates, he didn't have a great game, one of his old teammates said, looks like 45 isn't the same as 23 or something like that, right? Well, that fueled his fire for an entire um, summer, right, to come back the following season better. And he came back as 23 again, and of course, second three-peat in, in history is, you know, history is in the books. But, you know, so how do I relate this to us, the fire service? I've talked before about finding mentors, finding people that you can watch how they conduct themselves, that you can learn from, that you can take traits from and use those traits to better yourself. And there's there's tons and tons of great fire service leaders out there where you can, you know, you can read leadership books and learn about leadership and take away things from them. A, a lot of them a lot of these published um, fire service leaders are on the career side. Most of them are on the career side. And, and that's great, right? Obviously, this is what these people do for a living. So there's a tremendous amount to be learned there, right? It's a little harder to find uh, fire service leaders or firefighters on the volunteer side that you want to emulate, that you want to... Um, you know, kind of follow their path. And, and one, you know, big distinguishing difference between the career side and the volunteer side is living that volunteer life. And when I say volunteer life, I'm not, again, you've heard me say before, if you consider yourself a hobbyist, you're in the wrong game. If you don't think about this as a job, you're in the wrong game. So how do you mesh that volunteer life? How do you live that volunteer life, which is taking the job seriously, realizing that the alarm can drop at any minute, regardless of what you are doing. And sure, there are times that you are not going to be able to make yourself available and go. But for most of us, those times are few and far between. And if we're dedicated to the job, when the alarm drops, we find a way to go. All right. But there's so many other things that tie into that lifestyle. Right. It's not you're on an eight to eight shift 
and the family knows that you're away, dad's at work, and you're not, you know, they, they know you're not coming back till 8 o'clock the next morning. This is, it's 6 o'clock at night, dinner's on the table, the alarm, the, you know, the tones drop for a structure fire, and you're out the door with dinner sitting on the table and everybody wondering what the hell's going on. So, you know, there's a part of it that is, is completely different in that volunteer lifestyle. So who do you, who do you go to, to learn from these things? You know, and, and the nice thing about one of the nice things about social media now is it makes it so easy for us to connect with people that we typically would never connect with, right? I've connected with people through this podcast and through this professional volunteer journey that I would, I would have never, ever connected with in, in my life, right? Never. Um, they just, um, we, we connected with one another. We started a conversation. Uh, that conversation turned into another conversation. And, you know, now we talk to each other all the time. And if you, if you listen to my friend John, one thing, you know, he says about, about social media, the downside about social media is people with zero experience and background with a bunch of followers can come off like they're a, a, an all knowing fire service leader or somebody that you should utilize as a mentor. So you need to, you really need to vet who you're looking at and what you're, you know, who you're following, but look around you. Look around your circle. Look at how people conduct themselves. Look at how people conduct themselves on the fire ground. Um, there might be people out there that you want to look to for specific uh, fire service skills. Then there might be people that you want to look to for their leadership skills. Um, n- nothing says, nobody says that you have to take one person, one mentor, one leader, and that's the only person that you have to emulate, right? It's like a blender. You can take you can take bits and pieces from the people that you know and trust and see something in and throw them in the blender and you know that can be your mentorship program that can be your leadership program. People that are great leaders um, on the fire ground you might not want to emulate when it comes to. Um, family life, you know, you might not want to emulate when it comes to parenting, right? Um, but when it comes to um, leading in the fire service, or you know, running an organization, or being an on, you know, being a fire ground firefighter, they're the, the you know, they're the shit. They're the man. They're the woman. All right. So it, you can see where I'm going here. You gotta, you gotta find people, right? And dig deep into these people. Right. Not every there are very few people that are just gifted at what they do. Right. And referring back to the last dance. Sure. Was Jordan a gifted athlete? Absolutely. He was a gifted athlete. But if you watch his story, he worked his ass off to play at the level that he played at. And that is no different than what we're doing out here right? It's no different. If you want to be, nobody is a naturally good firefighter. Nobody is naturally good at leading a volunteer fire department, right? It comes with 
years of learning, years of hard work, years of research, years of trying things that did not work in the past, right? it, it's work, right? and you have to work at it, and you have to work at it every single day. Right? It's like a fitness journey. You don't wake up one morning, drink a shake, regardless of what all the infomercials tell you. You don't wake up one morning, drink a shake, and go from being out of shape and overweight to being um, you know, in shape and like this perfect specimen of health. It, it takes work. It takes effort. You need a nutrition plan. You need to uh, get up every day and, and put in the time in the gym or out on the road running or whatever it is that you're doing. All right, you, you need to you know, pay attention to your body. You need, the, uh, there's so much more that goes into it, right? Um, same goes with being a, a good firefighter or a good fire service leader, all right? So mentorship, leaders, people to look up to, people to emulate, right? Remember what I said. You can pick and choose, right? You don't have to say, hey, you know, th- look at this person. This person has got it all together. That's what I want to be when I grow up or when I get to that level. And, and that person may have it together. They may have it 80% together, right? But 50% they don't, right? So take the 50 that's good, all right? And then go get the other 50 from somebody else. That, remember that blender analogy I used. Throw it all in the blender, mix it up, and, and build your fire service mentor. Build your person that you want to learn from. And, you know, I, I really feel that, that that's the way to go. You know, looking, looking back on my journey um, over the last 30 years, I look when I, if I sat down with a piece of paper and wrote down all the people that over the years I looked up to, um, I bet it would be, a, I bet it would be a pretty healthy list. And again, it wasn't just one person. It was, you know, it was people along the way, people throughout that journey. And of course, as the times change and you go into different aspects of your life, um, you, you throw more people into that blender, right? When I was a rookie firefighter, it was, you know, it was the couple people that kind of took me under their wing and, and really took interest in me being better at what I was doing. You know, then when I got into the leadership roles as a, as a young junior officer, it was the people that I could look up to, to, you know, to be like, all right, this, this is the, this is the right path. I want to take these bits and pieces from these people to become a better leader as I advanced through the ranks. When I became an instructor, right, it was the instructors around me. All right, who's a good instructor? Who's a bad instructor? Who has good classroom presence? Who commands the student's attention? Um, who, who, you know, who doesn't have 50 people in the room falling asleep? And, you know, who's walking around? Who's got everybody excited and invigorated to learn, right? You know, then as I, you know, advanced into the chief's ranks again or, or actually, you know, got back out of the chief's ranks and one of the hardest times in your life as a volunteer firefighter is when you go from being the, the chief of an organization back to a rank and file firefighter. All right. Who, who did I look to then? You know, who took that transition and didn't just get bitter and walk away and be like, ah, these new guys don't know what the hell they're doing. Screw this. I'm out. You know. Who could I look to that stayed in the game 
right, and continued, who stayed in the game, who continued to build their career and and took that step as just another step in their journey, right, going from chief back to firefighter, right, whoop, well, now I'm back in as, as, as a chief again, so how do I transition to that role, you know, eventually here, I'm going to transition back out again, right, well, there we go, another big transition, how am I going to transition back out of that role, so, you know, looking to people, all different kinds of people. And sure, you can get a lot of this out of books. I, I, I'm not taking anything away from some of the fabulous, amazing authors there are out there um, that write about leadership. Um, but you also need real-life experiences and real-life people that you can relate to. So that is extremely important. Going back to studying and reading, get outside of the fire service, right? Don't just read fire service leadership books. Read books from the business world. Uh, read uh, books um, surrounding the military, right? There is just so much great information out there for you to continuously fill your noggin with that it's, it's, it's just endless, right? So don't get stagnant. Don't get discouraged, right? Keep feeding that blender, right? Keep listening, keep watching, keep paying attention, keep researching, keep throwing all the ingredients in that blender, right? Pull the best of everybody. Not everybody is perfect. I am far from perfect. You have heard me say that before on the podcast or on the YouTube channel. I am far from perfect. I I know that um, I am a I am a constant work in progress and um, always will be right always will be, but you need to realize that right and sometimes you need you know real some real wake up calls to make you realize that and that's okay right that's that's okay that happens, but keep feeding that blender my friends pick pick those pieces all right and just continue to grow. I hope you found today's episode uh, helpful. I want to give a shout out to our media sponsor, Chief Miller. Uh, make sure you're following Chief Miller at Chief underscore Miller or at Chief Miller Media. We have some, we have some great other podcasts out there in the uh, Chief Miller family of podcasts. Uh, make sure uh, if you go to uh, at Chief Miller Media and check out all the, the, the different members of the family, you'll see some uh, phenomenal fire service podcasts out there. I encourage you to support them as well. Um, as always, I thank you for your support of, um, of my podcast and now of the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, completely appreciate that. Uh, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, please just uh, hit YouTube, punch in the professional volunteer Look for our logo and hit the subscribe button. Turn those notifications on so you know when we're doing something, uh, when we're posting a video or when we're going live. And again, don't forget, if you have a suggestion for an episode, you want to give me some feedback on this episode or any other episode that we have posted, uh, whether you agree, you would disagree, um, please, all feedback is welcome. Shoot me an email at professionalvff. That's professionalvff at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at professionalvolunteer.com firefighter.com or on social media at professional volunteer on both Instagram and Facebook. My friends, I truly appreciate your time and attention. You listening to me week after week, the, the geographical location of listeners 
uh, blows my mind. The fact that we are in several different countries with people consistently listening, um, I, I thank you. And, and I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And if you've never dropped me a line before or shot me a DM either on Instagram or sent me an email, um, you know, please do. Just please say hello. I'd love, to, I'd love to know who you are and connect with you a little bit more. You know, I know I've got some, some, I've got a bunch of listeners in Canada. We've got listeners in uh, Australia, like um, uh, New Zealand, uh, all over the U.S. You know, please drop, drop, me a, uh, drop me an email or drop me a DM on social. Once again, my friends, thank you for tuning in today. And don't forget, a paycheck does not make you a professional. How you approach the job does. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. Until next time, take care.